Sober Gratitudes is a podcast dedicated to spreading the hope in recovery from addiction. It is an inclusive show that does not promote or represent any recovery program. When my guests and I discuss what keeps us sober, we are referring to our own unique experiences. Our goal is to encourage and give hope to those who are struggling and need support. Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you're here with me today. My name is Sarah, and I am the creator and host of Sober Gratitudes. I once was an active alcoholic, and after decades of failed attempts to control my drinking, I finally reached out for help. Letting others help me is why I'm here today living a life I never thought possible. The suffering of my past was the catalyst I needed to find recovery and be receptive to healing. I created this podcast out of the desire to recover out loud and, with the help of my guests, show you how a better life is possible after addiction. Whether you have been here before or you are a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. Together, we can help those in need. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Thank you again for dropping in today, and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah, and I'm so grateful you're here today. It feels a little bit strange to be recording without my summer sidekick, Mackenzie. We've been doing recordings all summer um, in our bonus series on Sober Gratitudes podcast called Mondays with Mackenzie. And um, it's been just amazing. It's been an incredible experience. I'm so grateful for the time that she's put in to, to share her experiences and, um, and just jump on this train that I've been riding through this podcast of spreading hope and showing how a life in recovery, a better life, a happier life, a more relaxing and peaceful life is absolutely possible in recovery from addiction, from alcoholism. We do recover and it's just so great. I just feel so happy that I I get to every single day work with others and watch people grow and change. It's just amazing. And then watch the people help other people grow and change. It just keeps going, moving forward, moving forward, passing it to the next person. And, and seeing people feel better, it just, I get high. That's my high now. My high used to be alcohol, but my fix used to be alcohol. Now my fix is seeing transformations in people and 
connecting with people who are really wanting sobriety, who really want long-term sobriety. And I'm, I've just been blown away. Um, the past month or so, I've been getting so many private messages from people and you know who you are. And I just want to say, I love you. And I, and I'm so glad you felt comfortable reaching out to me. Um, several of the people who have reached out to me, you know, I've met with privately over zoom, um, joined a meeting that I started, um, during COVID and just really had some amazing conversations with people who, you know, felt desperate and basically answered my, my call out to people that I'm here, that I want to help. Um, I feel like I've been saying it all along, but for some reason now people are really responding. I'm not sure why, um, but I'm so happy. I've just, I, I hope I keep hearing from people. Because this is, this is what I do. This is my life. This is my life. I wake up in the morning grateful to be alive with no hangover, no obsession to drink. And asking my higher power to keep my mind aware and my heart open and hearing and seeing the people that need help. And when I get messages, I respond immediately. I mean, that's why I try to stay on on um, Instagram throughout the day. And sometimes if I if I don't respond right away, it's just because, you know, of life and I do have a family and I have uh, other commitments and, but nothing can keep me away from that pull, that need of mine to help other people. So today, today, actually what I wanted to talk about was, and I hope you're enjoying my voice a little bit better than Monday. I was very sick this week. Well, actually, my son was very sick this week. I was sick this week. I have been with this virus. This, um, My son um, got an upper respiratory infection. He's prone to, you know, get very asthmatic when he gets a cold. And so he's been using like this, the nebulizer with albuterol and all that. It, And I've just had this awful cold virus that's stuck in my throat and my nose. And I, I sound much better if, if you want, I like almost sound unrecognizable, um, in in the Monday bonus episode with Mackenzie. Yeah, I really didn't feel good that day, but you know, we, we made it a point to just make it a quick, a quick, um, episode because of how I was feeling. 
So, but she is, she is away, but she's, she's vacationing and, and, um, but she's still very dedicated and, and willing to record with me on Mondays so we can, you know, continue this bonus series. So anyway, I have, I'm digressing. I, I often get very thoughtful in August because it is the month that I finally stopped. Like the date in August of my last drink is August 19th, the evening, well, the afternoon into the evening of August 19th, nine years ago. And I remember when I was coming up on a year sober, like a year without picking up any alcohol, without drinking at all, I remember I felt really strange. I felt um, my, I, I felt like I was, I had been really starting to feel a lot better. I had been, um, you know, going to a lot of recovery meetings and um, working with a, with another alcoholic not as I what I was not, you know, really working that hard with another alcoholic. I was kind of still kind of doing things my way. So, um, but I was was absolutely feeling better and feeling really great that I was about to, you know, mark one year of of not drinking any alcohol. And I had never done that since the age of 14. So <clears throat> the month, so I remember like lead, coming into August, into the first year, I just felt so strange. And I shared that in a meeting and somebody said, oh, you're squirrely. I was like, what? <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? They're like, oh, people get squirrely, you know, really squirrely, like the month before their year anniversary and sometimes even subsequent anniversaries, like second, third, fourth, fifth, and uh, who knows, you know, how long it goes for. I didn't know at that point, but they, I was told it's not unusual to just feel kind of like you're like in your first month of sobriety again. And I was, I remember feeling frustrated that why am I, I was feeling, I've been feeling great. Like why all of a sudden am I like having like um, emotions that were kind of all over the place and moods that were all over the place. And I think now looking back, it was probably because I had not yet gone through the 12 steps as they're laid out in um, the big book that is my recovery program. I had not yet done that. <clears throat> But uh, nonetheless, I, I still felt strange. And as soon as the day hit August 20th, that was my, in 2013, that was one year of sobriety, 365 days. I, I felt 
better. It's like I got to the day and I just started to feel normal again. And I guess I'm sharing this with you because I, I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you are at um, in terms of your sobriety. If you're sober, if you're trying to get sober, if you're approaching an anniversary, um, even if it's like 30 days or even one week, um, it's it's not unusual to, to feel squirrely, as I was told. And... And I was told it happens because you start to think about a year ago, that month, like the end of the drinking career, you know, the end of like chaos and, and conflict and, and what you were doing that month before your last drunk and then your first day sober. And, and things were pretty bad you know, and uncomfortable. And I was at a very different place a year. I had changed really so much in that, that 365 days, even though I was still like holding on to my will and doing things my way. Um, I still felt really grateful that I had was about to achieve a year. And then I did. And then I was just so motivated and to keep going. Um, and each year when I celebrated, I, I don't, I don't think I could feel any better. And each year I would say the same thing. And like I said this last year, but I'm saying it again, I don't think I can feel any better. And today I can say the same thing that each with each year that my soberversary comes I I feel growth. I I think back to the year and I and I look at what has happened and see how I've grown and changed. And it's remarkable because each year I think there's no way I could feel more spiritually fit or more content and happy and joyous and free in sobriety, but I do. <laughs> and I, and I hear this a lot from a lot of people that it just, it, it just keeps getting better. For me, it keeps getting better because I'm, I'm continuously willing to do the work necessary to grow along spiritual lines because, you know, my drinking was just a, was, was but a symptom of what was really going on. My alcoholism was really a problem in my thinking um, and my spiritual fitness. And, uh, you know, I was had no contact with God. I had hated God. I, the idea of God just really angered me. Um, I thought, you know, I was full of self-pity for much of my life. Um, and worthlessness, self-worthlessness. But, you know, in sobriety, I, it started to go away, but it would creep back a lot. But, you know, after last summer, you know, when I finally, you know, had that opportunity to do a workshop over Zoom during COVID, where I finally did the 12 steps, um, 
I, I really, I have experienced an incredible a psychic change that it, it is so difficult to describe. It's so divine. And people have told me that experiences that people have that are, that are divine in nature really cannot be described or articulated in words. And that's, that's my experience right now. And, and it's sustainable. It's not a pink cloud that kind of goes away. It's because I've, I've done the work and I continue to do the work. I continue to kind of do, do inventory. Um, in fact, I did this week, I did do some more inventory because I know that when I do inventory and look at where, you know, I play a role in conflict in my life, which still comes out because I'm human and I'm in relationships and it's normal. And I have a lot of history with some people and, and it's essential for me to, to, to continue to, to seek God first and foremost. And secondly, see where I play a role in any conflict or collision with a person. And when I'm in that state, it's usually because I'm in fear or I'm feeling resentful or I'm kind of bringing up the past. And for the most part, like I've since last July, I, I feel like I had a drastic change in personality that has continued to kind of balloon, like not get better than anybody or be all knowing or perfect by any means, just this, um, again, it's so difficult to describe, but it's, it's a feeling of safety. It's a feeling of freedom. It's a feeling of peace. It's a feeling of like that everything's going to be okay. It's like that, like this week there, you know, was some, you know, hiccups that occurred where I owed amends. Um, and, it was a really uncomfortable place to be. And I was in fear um, for some different reasons. And it's not comfortable to be there. It's really not comfortable to be there. And sometimes I can just, you know, use the tools that, that had been laid at my feet and, and ask God to remove my fear or my anger or whatever and, and direct my thinking so that I and direct my, my energies, my energy and my, my attention on who I can help, like how I can be useful, how I can put, push love into a situation. And m most of the time, like it, it's not that difficult. It actually gets easier and easier as every day passes, but I am a human being and I'm not perfect. You know, I hurt somebody this week. I, I called somebody this week um, names and there's no excuse. There's no excuse for that. You know, and that person experienced me in a very negative way um, and was hurt, rightfully so. And I can, I can make excuses. I can say, well, you know, I, it was justifiable anger, but you know what? No, 
nobody deserves to be called names. Um, and, and the good news is, is that I, because of the tools that I've, I've learned in doing the 12 steps is that I, I can make an amends. Um, I would prefer to make amends quickly. Sometimes it takes several days, but in this case it did. But I can go into a place of love and see that, you know what, it doesn't matter the circumstances. What matters is, is that I had no right to um, call this person these two words. And I, I don't like to say the words now, like it just feels really uncomfortable. But, um, and, the, and, and the other thing is that I don't beat myself up anymore if I slip up, you know, with my attitudes and behaviors. If, if I don't seek to correct them, then, then there's, that's the problem. That's a problem in my sobriety. What ends up happening is, is that, you know, if, if I don't, if I don't look at my part, if I don't own up to that, if I don't see the role I played and and honestly and genuinely make an amends with somebody, then, then that's going to, it's going to rot in my soul. And if I continue to do that, I will eventually drink again. So this is life or death. And so my attitudes and behaviors and being spiritually fit and being other-centered is essential in my recovery. So with regards to the squirreliness, you know, I can look back now and have a better understanding of why I felt squirrely. And it, in, in, there was a lot of time in my sobriety before I had this profound psychic change last summer that I was squirrely, you know, six months into my third year. And I was like, what? Like, why am I feeling squirrely now? Well, I, I understand now why, because I was blocked from God. I was blocked from my higher power. And when that occurs, I'm not the kind of person that God intends me to be. I'm not the kind of person that I deep down want to be. And I want to be a person who someone else wants to be around, who feels loved when they're around me. So this happened this week and all was forgiven and we move forward And we just, th we just throw, th we throw out what happened like trash because it's all just trash and regurgitating it and reliving it. It just, it, it, 
it blocks me from being useful in loving ways. It keeps me spiritually sick. So that, and that's why I do daily inventory at the end of each day. Do I own, do I own amends to somebody? And you know what? <clears throat> There's nothing better. There's the, the, the feeling of going to bed at night and knowing that you, you, are not in conflict or collision with anyone, that you're not feeling any remorse, that you're not feeling any anger towards somebody, or to, to, to be free of toxic and negative feelings when you go to bed at night is just, it's like, it is so profoundly divine. I want you all to have this experience. And I want to help. And I'll speak for my my summer sidekick, Mackenzie. She feels the same way. She wants to help. And we have a community that wants to help. I am not anonymous because people are dying all around me. People who could have been saved. People who could have been saved so that they could help other people. So I can't be silent when people are dying, when people are miserable, when people are having awful experiences in sobriety. I can't be silent. I can't be silent about the experience I'm having and how there is a solution to this. There is a solution to being freed of the obsession to drink and being freed of the bondage of self. I want that for you. please reach out. You can find me on Instagram. It's sober underscore gratitudes underscore podcast. You can DM me privately. You can email me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com. I'm waiting for you. And I love you. I hope you all have a wonderful Friday night and an awesome weekend. And can't wait to talk to you again on Monday when I have Mackenzie with me. Take care and everything's going to be okay. Oh, and one last thing. I'd like to give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three. I'd like to give a shout out to Recovery Radio. I love all of you so much.
We'll see you soon.